Socialism doesn't work, not only because it fails to produce the economic and material advancements needed for the masses, but because it takes away human dignity, our civil liberties and our rights as autonomous individuals. It demands that we hold over the ability to Hello and welcome back to your uh, weekly free episode of Trash Future, that podcast that you're listening to now. Uh, it's an all Skype episode today. Um, I am Riley in studio. I am joined by Milo, who's still in Edinburgh. Hello. Did somebody say a Durham style podcast? Yes, it's me, your boy, live from the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> um, Milo, where can people go see you? Let's just do plugs up front. Yeah, I'm on every day, including up to and including the 25th of August at two o'clock at the Charterist Centre. Um, the show's been going really well. I got a five-star review yesterday, so I'm pretty pleased about that. Um, Hell yeah. So yeah, please come and see it before um, I collapse from exhaustion and scurvy. Oh, I know what happened. I know what happened. Um, when, when Jeffrey Epstein uh, killed himself, quotes, unquote, unquote, what happened is he jumped out of the, um, out of the, out of the jail and then landed on a trampoline and flew very high into the sky and then became a little star, one of which was added to Milo's review. So thank you, Jeffrey. Uh, also with us is Hussein, Hussein Kazvani from his, from his home in London. We're from South London, baby. Um, I was supposed to come to the studio today, but a truck carrying an absurd amount of small children uh, has crashed. Um, so there's traffic that's built up on my road, but there's also... A number of small children who keep saying that they they arrived from an island, um, <laughs> and, uh, and they're wondering where their father is. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> people with the Rod Stewart haircut doing the new Kinder Transport. What is Britain but the biggest St James Island? And um, we are also joined today by Alice Caldwell yeah, Kelly bitch. from Scotland. Russell Group Future. Happy to be here. <laughs> oh very fun uh if you got your a-level results today also because we're recording it on a-level results day i'd just like to take this time to remind you that it doesn't matter society's gonna end yeah so and also it know. also doesn't matter anyway because i went crazy dropped out never got any a-levels and now i'm doing this so <laughs> yeah now you have a prestigious job as an irony podcaster yeah, exactly i I, th I think that in the future um university elitism is going to exist but it's like if you went to oxford or cambridge um you would have like a managerial role at the amazon dick sucking factory and if you went to like Hull, <laughs> you would be like mopping floors but here's the crucial thing if you went to like one of like the nonsense colleges in oxford and cambridge like i don't know robinson college for example no offense Tommy um, Robinson but, College. But, okay. Uh, you know, yeah, if, if you went to one of the monasteries in Oxford. Right. But if you went to like Christchurch mm. College, Oxford, then you get to be like the guy who gets to like polish Jeff Bezos's dick. Um, uh -huh. And that's, you yeah. know, and that's really how like, you know, so you'll see these like prospectuses in like 20 years time for Oxford and Cambridge. Mm. And you'll have like, like this alumni got to actually suck the master's dick. Yes, every oh, every no. single college is just renamed Bezos College. In the, cli in the climate <laughs> apocalypse you know future, the uh, the freshwater raiders who come and steal all your shit, you know, they will still need an officer class. So that is what Oxford and Cambridge will be for. <laughs> They're all called <laughs> Bezos College, but Keys just pronounces it bees. 
That's fun. All right. villain Bezos um, College. <laughs> so uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about Brexit, if I might. A little bit about the that old Brexit road, um, mm. because uh, it's it's taken several years of media commentators and uh, and centrist politicians and all this saying, "What about Brexit, Jeremy? What about Brexit, Jeremy? What about Brexit, Jeremy?" Well, he told us all what about Brexit. Yeah, he and finally that. flipped the stop Brexit button that he had had behind <laughs> his desk the whole time. Mm. It is the silent stop Brexit alarm. Um, so Corbyn has said, what about Brexit? Which is to um, vote for the, uh, uh, which to p- table a motion of no confidence in the government, which seems committed to a no deal Brexit as a kind of national emergency. Uh, and then call a general, take, have a, take the head of the government temporarily as a caretaker government. Uh, can't extend Article 50, get a second referendum on the books, and then call a general election. So he would be prime minister for like, I don't know, 30 days. Anyway, this is basically more or less what the plan was at conference. People are saying he's he's flipped. He basically hasn't. Um, however, what do we think? Uh, I mean, I would say, what do we think? We, we must know, right, that... Uh, Everyone whose entire political purpose has been stopping Brexit They're for the last sort of, what, three-ish years, mm-hmm. all of those people must be overjoyed at this prospect, right? Like, all of well, the anti-Brexit see, no, people must what, be falling what, in line what, behind What him. you've got wrong there, Riley, is that actually this is Maoism, and uh, it's actually a far greater threat than anything that they've been talking about for the past three years, is having Corbyn be Prime Minister for a month. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, who knows what he would be able to nationalize in that time? <laughs> well, exactly, because um, he might actually, you know, Jermoy Crobney is a very cunning man, right? And, you know, all he wants to do is he mm. wants to turn over Britain to the PLO and Chairman Mao and what have you. So, I mean, you've got to be very careful that what if he uses his, his you know, stopping Brexit as a way to actually do Brexit? Yeah, well, what if he switches the stop Brexit switched on, but at the same time, he also switches the racism switched on? <laughs> yes, that switch that has... The that two, the that two has, ways of governing. Comrade Dialog, <laughs> what is the racism reading? <laughs> I mean, um, I mean in, re- in reality, like what we really want is a unity government which features EU Supergirl and Sargon of Akkad, right? Hmm, of course. We're, you know, so that's what I'll be campaigning for. So, it's so a little more detail here. Uh, Joe Swinson, the uh, leader of the Liberal Democrats, and for the, now, <laughs> you might say, remain. Wait, of course, is the leader of the Liberal Corbyn- Democrats named after that guy from Family Guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, not again. Not another Family Guy reference on the podcast, Milo. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um, We're just trying to shift economy from like a, a planned Simpsons reference economy to a laissez-faire. Um, family Guy reference based economy. <laughs> no, I have the notes. It will stay as the Simpsons. Milo will not family sneak. Guy. Milo will not sneak his reactionary Family Guy riffs bizarrely into this show. No, Look, so it's what not my fault Joe... that the Lib Dem leader is named after a Family Guy character and not after a Simpsons character. Take it up with the Lib Dems. Okay, fine. 
uh, the leader of the Lib Dems, Lenny and Carl, which is what we'll be referring to her as now. Um, it's Lenny. It's 100% Lenny. I look Lenny. forward to this being another one of the trash future parts of the cosmology that just becomes incorporated. And a year later, we're still calling her Lenny and Carl, and no one yeah. fucking understands why. That's it. We're going to call her Lenny and Carl forever now. I hope you're happy, Milo. (laughs) Joe Swinson quoted as saying, Ow, my eye, I'm not supposed to get Brexit in it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right? So now this podcast is 5% more impenetrable. I hope you're happy. So, Lenny and Carl... Back to Winnipeg. (laughs) (laughs) Lenny and Carl dismissed the plan as quote-unquote nonsense, saying that the Labour leader could not unite opposition MPs, such such as herself. <laughs> Before proposing either Ken Clark or Harriet Harman as a more suitable caretaker PM. Harriet Harman, by the way, is uh, Nate's MP. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Why so, are they all yeah, obsessed she's like, look, with look. Harriet Harman? Why is it? They've all got such well, a she's reasonable. Harriet Harman. Does that mean Harriet yeah. was does that mean Harriet Harman's part of the Trash Future universe? Uh, uh yes. I, well, I guess. I guess so. Um let's see if I don't know, maybe if, if Nate's bins don't get collected on time, then yes, it's all Harriet Harman. <laughs> This is just Harry a Harman nice is a centrist fifth columnist. Um, so, so what ha- basically what we have here is the leader of the Lib Dems, Lenny and Carl, uh, has said that this plan you're really, is absolutely you're really committing not working to this one, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, because you know what? Sometimes you just got to take a stand. Um, so this plan is nonsense because Jeremy Corbyn can't unite key figures in the opposition, such as herself. Um, can anyone tell me why they think this is? Um, a, a bit strange for a party whose entire raison d'etre has been stopping Brexit that there is now an opportunity with the parliamentary arithmetic to stop Brexit that they might not stop Brexit. Maybe hmm. Joe Swinson just misses being in the coalition. She just wants to hang out with her homies. Yeah, we just wish it was. We wish it was 2015 again. They, Who does? They, wa- they wanted to be 2012. They wanted to be two. They wanted to be 20. Uh, or I guess like in that 2012. In that like vague area where like yeah 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 every yeah, yeah. Every, every every year was the same. Well, it also the um if you if we look at Lenny and Carl's voting record as a member of the coalition government. Um, she praised and propped up austerity at literally, I mean, they all did, but she was especially vocal in her praise of austerity as like a moral and economic, as a morally and economically sound project. Um, so it's, mm. it's no surprise that she would find the prospect of a uh, Corbyn government to be completely, you know, um, unacceptable, even in the face of us be like, because I look, one of the reasons I, we don't talk about Brexit that much on this show is because I think that like, corporate techno corporate oligarchy and climate catastrophe are probably gonna end society in like 10 years anyway we've we're by doing a no deal brexit we're giving ourselves a head start of 10 years to like become wastelands raiders or whatever so like, if anything britain <laughs> yeah, will you be get more the effective. experience boost and you kind of level yeah. up early um <laughs> yeah wonderful are we are we actually uh, anyway. recolonize the world but it's like the reverse where we're the ones without the advanced technology but we've just gotten used to like fucking brutality <laughs> <laughs> so we start like invading france and we're just like beating them to death with sharpened rocks yeah absolutely <laughs> Absolutely. Britain, Britain will once again conquer the entire world, uh, but mostly because we're slightly better at being irradiated savages. Um, anyway, the, uh, I, at this point, I assume Jeff Bezos will be living on a space station with like, you know, several of his friends and Jeffrey Epstein, too. Yeah. Um, and whoever, whoever went to Bees College. 
Yeah, and whoever went to Bees College, Cambridge. So the Lib Dem leader uh, obviously has been branded childish by Shadow Education Secretary Angela Rayner, who is uh, an absolute queen. Uh, and the SNP, meanwhile, said they are happy to work with uh, with Roddy, Jeremy did you Corbyn. You just describe someone as an absolute queen. <laughs> so it's when you try to synthesize so absolute lad. Uh, yeah. yeah, top legend Angela right. Rayner. <laughs> an absolute, absolute fucking men, absolute fucking mental. Uh, I can't. The absolute madlass. The absolute madlass. <laughs> um, branding the Lib Dem, Lib Dem leader Lenny and Carl as childish. The SNP say they're happy to work with Jeremy Corbyn, and a group of Tory rebel MPs say they were at least happy to meet with him to discuss his plan. Yeah, it's like, like the Tory MPs with the least plausible names too. Uh, yes, uh, such as Gudo Beb. Guto Beb, who apparently apparently this is Welsh. I thought it was posh English, <laughs> and like you call mm. you call your kid Guto because Hugo is too proletarian. That's <laughs> awesome. Hugo is too proletarian. That it what sounds very Sopranos. Like, hey, give me a plate of that Guto Beb. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we we have now is a situation in which it seems like only the remain ultras. That were descri- ably described in that Guardian long read last week. <laughs> only it's the, re- the only the Remain ultras the Democratic seem to be football second referendum lads alliance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I look forward to that being the militia that seizes power in the wastes. Also, also Milo, I hate to correct you. They're not the Democratic um, Re- Remain football lads alliance. Whatever they would definitely be the Democratic Remain. Pub League Quidditch Lads Alliance. Oh, That's who those people are. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. There's, there's, there's got to be some rugby union people among them. But the kind of rugby union people who say that rugby, and, uh, rugby is like uh, a thugs game played by gentlemen. Oh, yeah. They love saying that. Um, yeah. I was always a league man myself. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, anyone, needs a, anyone needs in London needs a capable winger. A capable a winger. <laughs> if, anyone in, if anyone in London needs someone to eat oysters while they play rugby, <laughs> give Riley a call. I, that's really just kind of a London Irish vibe. I mean, I mean, I love going to like British pubs and being like, I'm a league man myself, but referring only to League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like the independent group for change. The independent mm. group for change, once known as Change UK, has also rejected the proposal. So it's just wait. the Remain Ultras. Literally, wait, 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 everybody on, else is. They went from the independent group to Change UK, yep. and now they're the independent group for change. Yes. Well, because they are they, the most thick of it bunch of cunts to have ever lived, aren't they? <laughs> like, honestly, no, no, no. you could no, no, not write this. They're like the fucking Blackwater of politics. Like, uh, no, no, no by-elections <laughs> lost here, incorporated. Here's the here's the thing. Uh, what you're saying is true, but it's not it's not the most true. The mo- the best way to describe these people is as trots. They're liberal trots. They're just constantly splitting until all of their sects are just one person each because they have the ideological purity. The revolutionary oh. stop Brexit party, Marxist-Leninist tendency. <laughs> they're the only. They're the only party that has a half life because they just continually decay to half of their original size. <laughs> yeah, and until the and and then what's going to happen is that uh, well, I guess Chuck Romana is in the Lib Dems now, but mm. I suppose yeah, a- Anna Subri will continue to subdivide smaller and smaller and smaller until mm. it's like Fantasia. Yeah, 
The only way to completely neutralize them is to bury them deep in a mine. So she says that uh, Mr. Corbin and Osubri, the um, subdividing uh, Change UK person, is, says Mr. Corbin is not the person, uh, given he struggles to maintain the confidence of his own backbenchers. Again, I wonder why. Yeah, th- it's very th- this much problem like- that I've caused uh, seems to be a huge hindrance to you. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, 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 I may have shit in the middle of your rug, but on the other hand, have you considered yeah. keeping, keeping a cleaner house? <laughs> it's just like, they're, they're just not, it feels like they're not even trying to be at all convincing, because Lenny and Carl uh, have actually now <laughs> said that they are willing to speak to, um, to, to Corbin. It, literally, this just popped up on my yeah, phone now. Ex- except, she, like, she s- Lenny and Carl said that, fuck, you've got me doing it now. <laughs> that, she said that she would speak to them about installing some kind of caretaker PM who would not be Corbin. Uh, but I bet that within half an hour of us recording this, she'll have gone back and said, oh, well, actually, you know. Yeah. Yeah, art of what, what many I mean. many people are yelling at me, and as a Lib Dem, my chief uh, like political platform is it should be illegal to yell at me. So <laughs> yeah, um, the problem is, is uh, Lenny and Carl is go is going to try, but the problem is Lenny and Carl Lenny and Carl is um is an int J. So if <laughs> if she feels as though she's a uh, small Corbin bean. is not yeah she's a small bean int J with imposter syndrome, and um so she's going to see she's gonna, we're going to see what she does. The Lib Dems are always trying to do these like fucking Lavrenti Barrier style political maneuvers, but it never works because they're what, really Peter bad Felix? at political. <laughs> no, because they're just really <laughs> bad at political maneuvering. So like they're like, oh yeah, well we won't accept you know Jeremy Corbyn as caretaker PM, although we would accept Harriet Harman, an irrelevant outsider, twirls like, moustache, like theatrically. They, yeah, yeah, like if they really wanted to put the cat among the pigeons, they say, but we would accept Diane Abbott. Like sow some fucking discord among the shadow cabinet. <laughs> like if you're di- like, why are you this bad at politics? Like you don't, they don't even know how to fuck with people. They're that bad. <sighs> Lavrenti Barrier, the Epstein of Soviet Russia. What, in as in as much as uh, he is, he's actually secretly working for the good of the Russian people. (laughs) 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 Joseph Stalin, white hat pedophile. (laughs) Yo, I've been thinking about this though, right? Like, okay, hear hear me out to see if this makes sense. Okay, Um, who? had access to all of the major high-profile deep state sickos um, that are ne- who are now being revealed through Q posts, mm. who was picked by Donald Barr, the former head of OSS, for a secret mission involving um, <laughs> movement through all of the intelligence agencies, who would, with the help of a Blue Lives Matter patriot police officer then fake his own death so he could disappear off of the scene forever so that he could make his dramatic reemergence. That's what I'm the saying. Jeffrey Epstein is Q. Jeffrey Epstein is Q. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll hunt him, not because he deserves it, but because we have to. Yeah. I, 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 that's my new theory. He's mm. not dead. He faked his own death. There's a body double situation. He's Q. I mean, you're pretty, I mean I'm pretty sure this is actually like a QAnon Conspiracy pub, conspiracy what? theory. No, really. I think so. We'll definitely, we'll definitely like the, the, the QAnon stuff that's happening right now is that like they're entirely convinced that Jeffrey Epstein um, is still alive and that the, the the figure that died was a body double, and they've judged this based on the shape of the ear. Um, they're convinced that the shape of the ear is different. I love some ear phrenology. 
We made fun <laughs> of Paulette, but now we need them more than ever. Yeah, we need their craniometry. Well, this is, well, this is also the other thing, too. Like, because the whole Epstein thing has been so, like, bizarre, the argument is basically going that, like, actually the conspiracy theorists were right all along. And I don't know, I look at this, I'm kind of like, mm, yeah, maybe, actually. Like, actually, maybe, like, the frogs are turning my water gay. Um, right? Like, maybe I should be like huffing in for Wars Glue. I don't know. Asking some serious questions about how I became trans. (laughs) (laughs) Every morning I get in the shower and this water goes all over my dick. (laughs) All I'm saying, pretty gay. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so leaving beside Epstein brain for a moment, um, I just want to kind of. Never. For a moment, just for, for the mere flicker of a moment. Mm. Um, I would like to sum up where it seems we are. So the British political landscape has rearranged itself with the Tories, Lib Dems, and Cucks as the parties of Brexit, either because they're willing to burn the ground to turn the country into Mad Max, or how could you, Matt Hancock, by the way, I thought you were a white hat idiot, um, or because their entire animating force is to prevent even, like, mild social democracy, including, in the name of electability, blocking the premiership of a socialist PM who would stop Brexit because it's not sensible or electable. It literally is the case of Elmer Fudd pointing his gun into a bush and then Bugs Bunny just turning it back on him and him blowing his own face backwards. Like, what kind of ass-backwards fucking pageantry is this by these people? It's going to be very difficult to make that cartoon because I don't think they'll be able to get the rights to put Lenny and Carl into Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that's a great button on that segment. Uh, I'd like to move on now. Um Back from out of Wouldn't the realm of, all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to move out of the realm of British politics for a moment and into a discussion of our old favorite Amazon. We love to talk about Amazon, folks. Mm, we love to yeah. order things from Amazon. We love to work at Amazon. We love to approvingly uh, retweet accounts of Twitter personalities of people who say things like, "I am being treated well at my job for Amazon." <laughs> <laughs> Appearing on TV in an orange jumpsuit with your Amazon boss. <laughs> I've conver- I've converted to a-, a version of Shia Islam that says Jeff Bezos is the hidden imam. When we when we were driving to Edinburgh, we passed like a big Amazon warehouse. Um, I don't know whether Riley was in the car at the time or whether it was, I just was. me and Nate. Um, and that was really was. weird. It was like this huge, huge like bit, like building that looked like a screen like a screensaver. Mm. Well, we can answer whether Riley was in the car or not. Was there techno playing? Um, no, there was Canadian. Oh, that rules it out then. Yeah, but that's because I have a no, I have a no techno rule in my car. But um, we they were playing like Canadian indie bands that like I had no idea about. Anyway, we passed. Yeah, we passed this big warehouse that like from the outside just looked like this kind of bizarre screensaver. But um, it was, it was, re- it was like really, really huge. And I, I'd never seen like an Amazon fulfillment center before. Um, but as you can imagine, it looked very, very dystopian, but the colors looked pretty like, you know, so that's like the future of architecture. It's like, it also like, it was like very brutalist, like the way that it was structured, um, like real example of like bad brutalism as well. And like, you know, that's going to be the future, just like obscure buildings like that like taking like taking over the land like the side of motorways that and like you've all you've all enjoyed american indie bands such as okay go now enjoy canadian indie bands such as okay sure thing bud (laughs) (laughs) how long you were cooking that one up there bro i had to wait for him to finish um i thought of it quickly i promise i didn't spend a long time thinking of that (laughs) (laughs) clearly um 
So what? I don't know. Sometimes I wonder what like future generations are going to approach. There's going to be a small society that like develops in an Amazon warehouse that's an entirely indoor city um, because it's relatively defensible from raiders and keeps um, keeps the elements off of you, right? Like mm. Yeah, we're going to have like Amazon dwarves who like never mm. see the sunlight because the fulfillment center provides all their needs. So, the, so you're going to exactly. have like Oompa it's like an infinite supply um- of dildos. No, mm. I, mean, I mean they're basically like Oompa Loompas, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Singing cautionary tales, being locked in cages until they you know. shit themselves. <laughs> see, I, well, how I much? Was... I how many dildos I go through? Like that is a <laughs> that's a supply chain to keep up. So, I mean, I was kind of thinking, right, like, what uh, they're going, because they're going to be slowly living on the boxes in the Amazon center, whatever just happened to be there, sort of once all the electricity finally turned off at the final moment, like, once society basically wasn't really a thing anymore. And they probably develop a religion around opening certain boxes at, cert- at certain times of day for the greatest bounty. And if the king opens a box in the time of need of great medicine and opens the box and inside is mere child's playthings, then the king is, of course, sacrificed. And then the electors convene from the different quadrants of, um, of, of, of Amazonia uh, to elect, of course, a new king. So I'm seeing a very, like, um, Wicker Man situation emerging. I'm seeing a medicine. bonus episode where we require, where, where you make a, a, a kind of, like, D&D or GURP setting out of this that we play. Because you've put uh, a lot of thought into this. We require medicine, but inside this box we have found only Brain Force Plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, here's what's actually happening with Amazon now, as opposed to what's going to be happening with Amazon in, I don't know, 18 months. Um, but... Uh, uh, so there's this thing called Amazon Recognition, and don't worry, recognition is spelled with a K uh, to make it more raw. Mm. So oh. here, here's, here's what it is. Amazon Recognition provides a comprehensive set of face detection analysis and recognition features for image and video analysis. Oh, now, good. They've been doing this. They've been doing this for a little while, um, and so here's exactly what it means. Facial analysis is the process of detecting a face within an image and extracting relevant face attributes from it. So Amazon Recognition Image takes the bounding box for each face. I love high tech technology. I love the kind of uh, like nice reductive kind of uh, phrasing of something really very terrifying. Oh, the soul extractor is the process of extracting your soul. Mm. Absolutely. Well, I'll get a little. There, there is a little bit to that. Uh, Alice, oh, good. That, that actually does Wonderful. sort of happen. Um, so the Amazon recognition image uh, returns the sort of box area around each face detected in an image, along with the presence of attributes such as gender, whether or not they're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> it I mean, detects gender. Fantastic. Yeah, it detects, I get a turf <laughs> robot. But also, <laughs> just, but also, Alice, it detects whether or not you're wearing sunglasses, so no one can say if it's good or not. <laughs> so it detects if you're cool. It detects what yeah. gender you are. And then face landmark points such as nose, nose width, ear, ear height, ear size, lips, blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> whether they have video. lips. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> recognition video will return the faces detected in the video with timestamps, and for each detected face, give you a basically a profile um so that's that's what it is this is what they already have that's Uh, what they have and have been selling to like ice mm -hmm. for a while right 
Okay, here. So, are, we, are, we, so, are we ready for the horrifying development? Uh, I, I think the horrifying development came a little bit earlier for me than for some of you, but please, go ahead. <laughs> I, although, you could say also that that would make you, like, uh, the best possible freedom fighter against Amazon. Well, yes, that's true. It's, you're basically, it's, it's, it's like... Um, it's it's sort of like a gender-based dazzle paint where they have no idea how many genders anyone really has. And also, it's not it's not equipped to detect whether someone's wearing a hijab or not. <laughs> You'd think that would be one of the first things they would do. <laughs> uh, it, we we have we have detected Amazon's a not Muhammad a French style individual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Amazon was a French company, the only protection would be wearing blackface. That would make you invisible to the machine. <laughs> No, you you just disguise yourself as Muhammad or a cartoon thereof. You're sort of like a, a yeah. sort of stylized bomb turban. So come on, if you dress yourself up as as a cartoon of Muhammad, all that would happen is any French cartoonist in the area would like come up to you where holding like a, bo- a heart shaped box of chocolates and a bunch of roses because they just love it so much. <laughs> um. So. Anyway, are we ready to hear the actual, the new horrifying development? Not saying it's more horrifying, but it's new and horrifying. Sure. Today, we are launching accuracy, this is from a press release, uh, and functionality improvements to our face analysis features. Uh, face analysis, as we know, generates metadata about the detective, detected faces in terms of like gender, age range, blah, 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 as I said. Uh, attributes such as, quote, smile. <laughs> um, um. And then face landmarks like we talked about. With this new release, we have further improved the accuracy of gender identification. So, Alice, there we go. So that's oh, good. Okay. solved. Mm. Yeah. So we can tick that's, that that's off. That's good now. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, you're no longer able to be an Amazon freedom fighter. <laughs> um, uh, and in addition, we have improved accuracy for emotion detection for oh, all no. seven emotions. <laughs> Whoa, all seven? The seven deadly emotions? Yeah, they worked off of a high-tech piece of technology called a mood ring. No, they, they worked off a high-tech piece of technology called bringing a bunch of tech bros into a room and asking them to list every emotion they think there is. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's uh, oh, misogyny, uh, social anxiety, uh, uh, sadness, um, ennui. Uh, uh, what's uh, what's it called? Did a STEM degree. What's yeah. it called when you uh, take Xanax and post? What that? Emo- what emotion is that? Uh, fulfillment. <laughs> uh, so McDonald's seven- breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all seven emotions that they've managed to brainstorm are the following: happy, a classic. Mm. That's no, not you- real. No one has that. Yeah, it's yeah. conceptually possible. Spoken uh, like a sad. true leftist podcaster. Okay, we're all familiar <laughs> yeah. with that one. So, so far, we have happy and sad. Two classics. You can't have a list of emotions if you don't have happy and sad. They're sad. the Pokemon Red and Blue of emotions. Very unfair. <laughs> Very sad. Yeah, sad exclamation points. The end of a Trump tweet. Mm. Um, here's the third emotion: angry. Mm, I think you I know. I don't I, uh, want an algorithm to understand what anger is. Why would you? Why if you were angry? Why would you like go on Amazon? Yeah, the the the, the three emotions: sad, happy, and lunging desperately towards the control panel of the Amazon algorithm that has taken over your society in a desperate attempt to unplug it. Um. For a small peek behind Going the curtain, going onto Amazon, the- angry and like ordering a machete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll show my wife's boyfriend. So happy, sad, angry. Um, the th- the three. Uh, fourth, surprised. Like, um, uh, for example, surprise. <laughs> you lived in the U.S. for like the- your entire life, and now you're being deported to a country you have no memory of. 
It's a social experiment. It's an epic prank. Um, actually, also, I think the angry one, be- because it's programmed by tech bros, uh, if, if it detects you're angry, it just says, what are you angry about uh, until, it, um, until you flip out and yell at the camera. Uh, that is a relationship bit, a classic bit mm. of relationship comedy. Um, so the last three, last three. Uh, disgusted. Classic. It's an emotion. It was fucking uh, what he is. Calm. That's not an that's, emotion. That's not an emotion. That's the absence of uh, strong emotions, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's zen, basically. It can detect if you're yeah, just kind of cool with what's going on. Stoic Amazon web services. Uh, we detected that you've experienced a state of ataraxia. <laughs> <laughs> detect walk whether you're an walk. Epicurean or not. <laughs> <laughs> Walk in is like yes. Uh, subject subject was quiotic. Repeat quiotic. <laughs> um, so we all have calm, and we also have confused. So we have those. Those are the six. Damn. How do we? What do we think the seventh emotion is? The seventh emotion is possible to oh, have. Oh, I bet it's something horny, good. Horny, horny, horny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's fear. Fear. <laughs> Amazon has built a phrenology well, camera that senses fear. In my case, horny and fear tend to overlap, so this is fine for me. <laughs> yeah, your base just exists to confuse the camera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it can detect. So basically, they have a camera that can detect if you're, I don't know, um, say if you're walking through a city center of a totally administered version of El Paso or I don't know Dover, because it's only a matter of time before they start working with um, uh, the border force. Or, or even if they start rolling this technology up to the border force, the Met, Met, Met Police or whatever. Let's say, you just look force, a little bit at, let's, let's say you just look a little bit agitated. You're going to get like flagged up. And well, like that guy all- uh, who um, got arrested for breach of the peace in London for trying to cover his face as he went past a Met Police van where they were trialing this fucking facial recognition software, which is probably just this. Wanna- look, they ju- they're very serious about the game. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> If you're happy and we know it, we clap our hands. The camera sees that you're angry, horny, and scared all at the same time, so you get a text from the Met Police being like, you okay, hun? PM me, X. <laughs> Met Police, subscribe to my private snap. <laughs> and also, like, here's the other thing. Who knows, who here on the call can tell me what IBM was up to in the 1930s and early 40s oh, in Europe? Oh, they were making punch cards for, a, a, like, a, a strange, disruptive uh, new startup called the Nazi Party. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. American tech companies have long been comfortable in bed with fascism. Like, the Holocaust uh, I mean, the Nazis been- famously went to the Jim Crow South for, to get ideas on how to do racial segregation. <laughs> normal yeah it's uh look i'm what i'm saying is like fascism is never just a one a one-man band it's always a super group it's always <laughs> it's it's always a k-pop band yeah it's always a K-pop teamwork band. um people right? get really so, really invested in it uh <laughs> right, they so, can tell you know, they, all of these people apart even though they only really have like really reductive personalities right so so without ibm um, the Nazi, the Nazi regime would have been like they still would have tried to do the Holocaust, and they would have done some elements of it, but it probably wouldn't have been near. Like it wouldn't have. It might have been like it, it wouldn't have, it would have been more nearly efficient. as many people. It would have been more efficient. Again, like the IBM 
filled the concentration camps for the Nazi party by providing them all of the information infrastructure on exactly who lived everywhere. They conducted the censuses that eventually killed people. And Amazon is just lining up to do exactly the same thing. There, there are concentration camps, and Amazon is helping to fill them. It's yes. just now, instead of punch cards, they have a kind of like video-enabled phrenological system. But I, have I, you considered that Jeff Bezos finds it very personally hurtful when people suggest that he takes an editorial line in the Washington Post? Oh, yeah, well, that's just as bad as anything that um, the totalitarian, totalitarian regimes of Europe ever did, obviously. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So who's to say if what's, what, what side is good at all? Um, you know, because all everyone who's paid by Jeff Bezos and is like a millionaire um, to defend this billionaire, they just they all don't like Bernie Sanders because uh, he yelled at Tim Ryan. They don't like yelling. These cameras they have, the millionaires and the billionaires, they have cameras that can tell when you're horny. <laughs> the ordinary working Americans don't have this technology. They don't know when they're horny. <laughs> uh, I'm reminded, of course, of the Move of the movie within the show episode of The Simpsons called Honk If You're Horny, which was airing next to Shenanigans featuring Gary Shandling. <laughs> Shenanigans. And of course, the, uh, the goose version of that film, Horn If You're Honky. <laughs> Have we considered that, like, Jeff Bezos, what Jeff Bezos really wants is just like, a collection of lots of people's faces showing different expressions just so he knows what they look like? <laughs> it's practice. <laughs> Now that's practice. So if you're scared <laughs> and you're horny, like your mouth does like a weird S shape and your eyes kind of close and open at like a 35 degree angle. So then he'll like send those instructions to like whoever like, you know, uh, rejigs his face every morning to be like, I want to look like that <laughs> all day. Jeff Bezos just doing the Asperger's thing of trying to learn facial expressions <laughs> by rote. Yeah. As, a, as, as a like a, as collateral damage from that is that we all just have our faces living in an AWS server. But, but, then, but, then, yeah. but then what it also means is that like when he gets it wrong, like he'll kind of compute like a frightened face like a well that's why he got divorced is that he computed that his wife was horny instead of like <laughs> that's why they added the fear thing and then, and then like and then, and then they'll say like to jeff bezos like um so you claim that you're sad about this new holocaust that you caused but your face was showing you like showing a giant grin on you know showing a giant grin on your face what's up with that and he'll just say something like oh our system just detected that that is what a frightened face should look like yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's amazing, isn't it, Jeff Bezos' career that's gone from, gee, I'm going to sell some books on this new thing called the internet all the way through to, I have built a robot that detects fear. <laughs> but at what point did he transition into looking like his whole thing kind of became about looking as much and acting as much like Lex Luthor as possible? <laughs> did he just lean into the bald thing? Was he bald before he started Amazon? Or was he like, yo, did he have hair, decide to start selling books, go bald, and then go, okay, fine, motherfucker, if this is the way it's gonna be? <laughs> Both Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos um, were losing their hair at around the same rate at around the same time. You know, if, if you send Elon Musk the photo of him before the hair plugs, he will block you. Um, Musk, Musk now got hair and a girlfriend and fucks. And mm. he sucks, don't get me wrong, but all of his ludicrous he sucks, ideas. But he also fucks. <laughs> all of his ludicrous ideas will fucking. just waste lots of money and then fail immediately. They won't actually do anything that nefarious. Yeah. Whereas Jeff Bezos didn't get hair plugs, as far as I'm aware, doesn't fuck. 
And I mean, look at the text that he sent. Um, and <laughs> now is trying to destroy the world. Like it's clearly it's it's hair. The problem is hair. We just we just need to get a to we just need to. Okay, this is the next Simpsons reference of the episode. We need to lure him to a door, uh, just like Homer lured George Bush to the door, um, and then drop a wig on his head and glue it on. That we're gonna save our entire species ah, from like, like the hell five to pay years from early. Treehouse of Horror. Are you uh, suggesting, though, that uh, Elon Musk is just Homer when he gets his hair? No, I'm saying that uh, Jeff Bezos is George Bush without the clown wig and needs to be George Bush with the clown wig. Uh, so I Jeff see. Bezos is dark, okay. bald guy, but light, bald guy is uh, Jason Statham, obviously. Listen, if I don't yes. develop an AI that detects fear in the next 15 minutes... <laughs> Listen, cupcake. Well, he wouldn't, okay, well, he wouldn't have to develop an AI. He would have to like maybe be scanned by an AI. That's sort of more of the um, uh, concept. That's a movie that we could pitch. You know, Crank Three, where he has to just constantly have his face ta- um, co- have his photo taken by facial recognition cameras and CCTV. If we set it in London, it could be a rom com. Nothing that that plot device would never even come into play. <laughs> Um, so I want to go a, a couple more points on recognition before we uh, before we close out on the final segment. Um, the ACLU has pointed out that oh, this technology cocks. is primed for abuse in the hands of governments, and that it poses a grave threat to communities, especially people of color and immigrants. Um, yeah, but, but it's the ACLU saying it though. I'm saying, uh... well, they're not wrong. They're like you know tires and cucks, but they're not wrong. I guess. <laughs> why couldn't someone cooler have said it? Exactly. Why, why mm. couldn't it? Why couldn't it have been a YouTuber? Yes. Why couldn't it have been a podcast? Damn! If only it had been some guy on a dirt bike. Why, <laughs> if it hadn't been one of my podcast faves, instead of these lawyers who keep suing for like the free speech rights of Nazis. To be fair, if you listen to our episode Free Speech Death Ray with Jonathan Shannon, we actually, from a while ago, we talk about how there's been a cultural change in the ACLU that they're like, we're no longer suing for the free speech rights of Nazis. (laughs) (laughs) And congratulations to them. Hmm. Um, So this also recognition is famously inaccurate. In July 2018, um, they attempted to identify members of Congress and got 28 members wrong, uh, a very high proportion of whom were black. (laughs) <laughs> I'm sure those things aren't related. But don't worry. They said that that still has a um, 95% success rate overall now that it's been updated, which for this kind of thing is pretty good. And uh, Alice, you're the one who's a lawyer. Can you remind mm. me the burden of proof in something like a criminal <laughs> investigation? That's we're 95% sure, right? Well, beyond reasonable doubt. But the thing is that when you ask an expert witness, like, say, a guy who programmed an Amazon facial recognition thing to get up on the stand and say, in your expert opinion, is that this person? And they say yes. That tends to be beyond reasonable doubt, even when it kind of isn't. Okay, so what if we're comfortable with one in 20 people who will be, by the way, disproportionately immigrants and people of color who are disproportionately already misidentified by this thing, uh, if we're confident that, you know, one in 20 of them were fine with a wrongful conviction ba- because our, like, camera phrenology device just kind of fucked up because we gave it a randomized control trial b- burden of proof rather than a, you know, human one, uh, then great. Riley, counterpoint, that's a lower proportion than the proportion of wrongly convicted black people in US jails right now. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. If, if I'm an Amazon guy, then if their numbers are correct, that's actually an improvement. It doesn't make it a good idea, but it still no. is. Ugh. 
Oh man, every option sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine Republicans um, like being against this because they're like, "What? 90, 95% of the black people in jail are going to be there because they actually did the crime? This is a yeah, disgrace." You've got to get that number down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, we can take this even one step further, right? So remember in our episode a while back with um with Laurie uh, about the space colonies, we talked about like how um Bezos or bees as he's called in college uh, has mm. you know wants to create these. Oddly, like childlike, wondrous um, space habitats. You know, yeah, it's like, oh, this one's gonna be ra- this one's gonna be ranch themed. This one, you can be a cowboy. Yeah. W- watch his Westworld a- once. Yeah, <laughs> um, this one's gonna be Logan's Run themed. If you want a preview of what that's gonna be like, then look no further than this. He's basically trying to become the Emperor from Dune and the Emperor <laughs> from Forty K at the exact same time. <laughs> not the bad, really... em- not the shitty Emperor. Not- I'm talking about Leto the Second. I really hope that Jeff Bezos isn't listening to this and getting mad, and then when the world ends and we all have to go and live on Jeff Bezos' Amazon space stations, we, he gets really annoyed with us and makes us go and live on the Big Bang Theory-themed one. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's getting mad, but his face is just in the front of a gigantic sandworm. And he's like, well, I can't really, like, that would be hypocritical of me to get mad about this. Uh, ep- episode title, episode title, B-Swat's Hatterack. Oh, fuck. Walk <laughs> off. <laughs> Our friend deep- and colleague Riley is referencing a, a terrible sci-fi book and movie <laughs> called Dune. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Our learned friend. Dune fucking rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the episode title, and you can't do anything about it. B-Swats, Hadarak. No, it's, it's not going to be the episode title. Nate, okay, I, I'm going gonna, gonna to raise this, because... <laughs> I have I have no idea what's going on. Should I watch Dune? if I watch Dune tonight? Will I like will I figure it out? Yes. Oh, you it, should it, watch it. Dune. It, it, it right. involves suits that like recycle people's piss, which is a very kind of that's trash very- future thing. Yeah, that sounds that sounds cool. Oh man, imagine how cool it would be if you could have like like a business still suit. Christ, Riley, sweet. you'll like this though. Um, Chris managed to invent a uh, cocktail themed on Dune called the Quizat Sazerac. <laughs> Yes. That, that's okay. a joke for one person, and it's Riley. Anyone else <laughs> listening to this just didn't know. Is not going to um, laugh. All right. So I want to do our final segment before I sign off because I have to go eat dinner because I spent all day on a train from Edinburgh. Um, this is, I also want to, like, just like we revisited one of our old, this is all an episode about revisiting our old friends. We're revisiting the Lib Dems. We've revisited Amazon. Now, guess what we're going to revisit next? We work. Oh, oh, our favorite startup, our favorite little tech company that's mostly made <laughs> of bricks. Hmm. Um, yeah. So WeWork has uh, made its in- its um, initial public offering. You will be able to trade it, and as a result, it has filed one of the most delightfully, um, let's say, eccentric S one forms, which requires a company to disclose all the elements of its business, its strategy. It's it's basically it's it's its pitch. It's the it's the what you'd file to the SEC. Before you make an IPO, and it's what people will be making investment decisions on. It's your official statement of where you are. So the SEC filing um, confirms that uh, what's going to happen is Adam Newman, the weird hippie who likes to talk about how he breaks his first, is going to maintain control of 50% of the voting power of the shares, and that's worth about $4.1 billion. The second, um, second in command is Chief uh, Culture Officer and co-founder Miguel McKelvey. Chief Culture Officer. Honestly, all billion. these companies sound like a fucking Politburo. 
Mm, the general <laughs> secretary. Yeah. It's just, it's market Stalinism, but it's market Stalinism with a very um, sort of uh, cuddly end. Mm. Um, so uh, the fundraising that they have, that they have are looking for is 26 times their 2018 revenue. Um, and Boston Properties, this sort of second largest um, real estate uh, owner, like publicly traded real estate company in the US, uh, trades only at 12 times revenue. So it's basically saying we're three times as good as the next people who have office space because, 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 didn't because, because the, we don't own because. anything. Didn't the yield curves just finally dip in such a way as to suggest that the next recession is going to be in about five minutes from now? Uh, yes. So it's important to invest in all of these inflated companies now so mm-hmm. that you can get in mm-hmm. when they're most mm-hmm. valuable. Because you want the yeah. you want the experience of owning WeWork when it's at the pinnacle of its value, yeah. Uh, before it's, this gigantic house of cards comes crashing exactly. down, and it's then, like having sex yeah. with Kathy Ireland at her most beautiful. Now, sad, <laughs> she's old, folks. I'd like, I'd, back in the I'd day. like to like Those days, she was hot. She was a fox. <laughs> bring into evidence my favorite Fox News infographic, which was tips for winning lottery: buy as many tickets as you can afford. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I'd like to. Um, God damn it! I love Fox News. Uh, so this is also hot on the heels of Uber's IPO, which, re- which and it's which, of which its first earnings re- uh, announcement has suggested that it lost five billion dollars. Don't worry though, WeWork only lost one point nine billion dollars. <laughs> uh, I love to fail by losing more money than anyone of us. That literally, WeWork are the only company in history that's managed to lose money by being a landlord. Famously, the easiest yeah, fucking business in the world, because it isn't even a business. It's just owning stuff and being like, oh, would you like to use some of my stuff? How about you pay me? Right? There's no costs involved in doing that. They're just fucking piss brain morons. They've spent all the money on fucking bean bags and air hockey tables because they're a bunch of absolute fucking useless cunts. And now they're like, invest in our company. We all have brains made of wet cake. <laughs> I'm swooping in here. I'm going to swoop in here uh, in defense of WeWork. Not in defense of WeWork as an institution, but the one, because like the, you know, the, the Mel office in New York is in a WeWork. So I, I work in there sometimes. And the great thing that they do have is they have very good flavored water. And, they, mm. and someone in that company, someone in that building spells out inspirational messages in slices of orange or lemon or watermelon, things like work harder and kill me um, just shoot me in the fucking head (laughs) (laughs) just spelling out the amazon ambassador tweets inspiration is uh like 99 percent or one percent inspiration and 99 percent perspiration or something like that uh hussein Uh, hussein 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 i'm gonna now ask you a question and i would like you to answer me yes or no are those cucumber slices arranged in such a way that you believe them doing that is worth $47 billion <laughs> as an enterprise value. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. Um, like, where, 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 else, where else am I going to get that? You know, where, yeah, you where can't else? arrange your own fruit. We spent, <laughs> we spent $9 billion on very good flavored water, and like technically it's a loss, but I think really it's a profit because we're getting that back in like inspiration and innovation and in belief, vibes. actually. Vibes, yeah. Because money, it's a, money isn't real. It's just fake. It doesn't exist. I read that on Rob, what, Paul, Rob Paul.com. 
what is what is money? <laughs> Ever since what we is... went off the silver standard, the you motherfuckers. <laughs> what is money but a government-backed vibe? <laughs> so, uh huh. I'm now going to read from some of their S one form because it's really interesting. Um, and I I like one of the phrases they keep using. We have proven that community flexibility and cost efficiency can benefit the workplace needs of everyone, from global citizens to global enterprises. We pioneered a, quote, space-as-a-service membership model that offers the benefits of a collaborative culture, the flexibility to scale workspace up and down as needed, and the power of a worldwide community, all for a lower cost. Jeff Bezos is pioneering space-as-a-service. <laughs> all, 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 they, all, they, all they said is, like, we are renting out offices, and we rent out lots of offices in a building because the offices are actually relatively small. Space is not a service. Space has never been a service. (laughs) The entire universe is made of fucking space. The only way that space becomes a service is when you just put fucking fences around it and be like, oh, if you want to use my space, you've got to pay me. Why is it your space? It's only your space because you showed up and took it off the last fucking guy, and now you're charging me to use it. It's not a service. It's just it's space. It's literally empty. There's nothing in it. You're not providing me with anything. <laughs> this is Milo fucking. These people going heavily are morons. Into... <laughs> just a pro leveler rant. I, uh, oh. I I I, I want to be like the monorail guy, but like propose the idea that we like fence the earth and then sell space <laughs> as a service. Mm. (laughs) Um, So, okay, I actually did some research into what they mean by space as a service, and I'll say two things. Number one, Milo, yeah, you're basically right. Your rant was pretty much correct. Uh, Number two, so check that off in your bingo cards, because some fans made bingo cards. Number two, here's number two, though. What they're really saying that they're offering is is that they they say you they can like deploy you a new 200 seats of office space in like 2 days in New York if you're Google and then they can scale it back down as necessary. So the reason it's an an analogy for as a service is it's kind of like software delivered through the cloud where like if you have I don't know um if you have like Microsoft like Microsoft suite of products like Word or whatever um Microsoft like delivers that as a, as a as a subscription service, so you don't have to go and install Word and wow. a bunch of yeah. Computers. We all love Amazing. that. We do. I love not owning things. Yeah. I love how yeah, WeWork is the most pioneering fucking company to have ever existed. Because much like my mum and dad at Christmas, they've got some fucking spare folding chairs in the garage. <laughs> Jesus, I love having my wank. job moved to an office that just was formerly a warehouse and just inflated because Google needed some more space or something. Oh, yeah, because that's the thing. Like, this only exists to respond to the needs of tech companies that are going to, like, create and then vanish 200 jobs over the course of, like, an extended lunch. Yeah, it's great. Like, we love that. We love having a career that lasts for, like, an hour and maybe another 15 minutes if they get dessert. You know what Andy Warhol said? In the future, everyone will have a career, but for 15 minutes. um, Through iterative product development at scale and significant investment in technology infrastructure, we are developing a new kind of walls. (laughs) Well, here's the thing, actually. They, They do have new kinds of technology, and I'll refer you back to when we last spoke about WeWork. It's that it's covered with cameras and footfall detection that can track where every single identifiable person is in every single WeWork around the world so they can determine that people want coffee in the morning! And it's getting better at determining your gender, so... (laughs) 
Um, we may have we lost a lot of money on the spin- flavored water, but our cameras are showing us that we have billions of dollars worth of fear. <laughs> <laughs> we start by looking at space differently as a place to bring people together, build community, and enhance productivity. No one's ever used a space for those things before. Literally, no. nobody, nobody has ever used space before for anything like that. I tend to just sort of walk around aimlessly and hope that matter just arranges itself into a useful combination in front of me. The Lib Dems? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, amazing that how kind of- since ancient times, people have not been able to use space to achieve their goals. Not until the invention of WeWork, in fact. If only the Romans had mm. known what about kind- space. <laughs> what kind of rube do you have to be to be like, we've disrupted space. We can we can kit up or down an office in a day because we're doing space as a subscription. It's what kind of rube gets taken in by that and says, yep, $47 billion. In fact, I'll, I'll share you another little detail about this that's not in the notes, but that I happen to know, which is that JP Morgan um, dropped WeWork as one of their IPO partners. Do you know why they dropped WeWork? Was it because they're just a bunch of, because WeWork is run by fatuous idiots for fatuous idiots and is just a giant scam? No, it's because we uh, JP Morgan wanted to be the lead of the IPO, uh, of the IPO supporting banks. They're like, we haven't invested <laughs> enough in this. Christ. Uh, this seems like a very healthy economic system that definitely isn't going to implode in, I don't know, any second now. I mean, so, okay, JP oh, Morgan, I I a bank run by Irish Americans, case closed. <laughs> uh, next, we add a team of over 2,500 cr- trained community managers who foster human connection through collaboration and holistically support our members both personally and professionally. That's an so, RA! You're, have, you're adding an RA to your fucking office. Yeah, what if a what if an office had dorm logic? <sighs> oh, I love to oh, see God. it. Sometimes this show is really depressing. Doing this yeah, show sometimes. can be very depressing. Um, lastly, with a persistent dedication to improving the member experience, we add products and services to our platform. So in this case, literally a platform that is a floor that is raised off of the ground. That's their <laughs> fucking platform. It's literally a platform. Either by building them ourselves, acquiring them, or entering into partnerships. So you know, money can soon, be exchanged yeah. for goods and services. <laughs> we uh, either make stuff, buy stuff, or hire someone I to really, do the stuff. I can't wait for the WeWork press release in ten years' time. That's going to be like uh, now. In every WeWork, there's a convenient private space where you can get some respite and kill yourself without looking, <laughs> having your coworkers look at you ashamed. <laughs> we know that so, suicide so far, is an important see, part of the workday. They've invented doing a thing in a place, and then we've, they've invented having people around. Was this written by uh, Raphael Bear? <laughs> <laughs> at at what point, how much, are these like shoes or not like shoes? Because I... <sighs> yeah. uh, that was As, a premium episode we did with Juliet Jakes. Listen to the premium episode with Juliet Jakes for the shoe article, if you want to get the shoe reference. As Yuri Gagarin said when he exited the capsule, I went to space and all I saw was inspirational messages and flavored water. live laugh love there is no god (laughs) a preview of my edinburgh show man Mm. um god just it just i i know we sound like never has rework been better summed up than live laugh love there is no god (laughs) there's nothing there's nothing that more just summarizes my sentiments about what like working in a we work would be like than live laugh love there is no god (laughs) all right i guess that could also be the episode title
Uh, our purpose-built technology and operational expertise has allowed us to scale our core WeWork space as a service offering quickly while improving the quality of our solutions and decreasing the cost to find, build, fill, and run our spaces. No, it's definitely not the fact that like there's just been cheap credit ever since this, yeah, this a- stupid company was founded. So, and you're just able to keep leveraging and leveraging and leveraging and then borrowing and borrowing and borrowing against a new building. Not to keep going into our this is the Soviet Union but shit and expensive, but wasn't one of the major like things to hammer on during the Cold War that every Soviet citizen lived in like identical pre-paneled Khrushchevka houses? Yeah, but now these have inspirational messages in them. Yeah, they're, like, they're written in cucumber. Yeah, the, we can do the same economies of scale, but because we can cut up some fucking fruit, that kind of makes it all better. Mm. Yes, correct. Every, every WeWork will have an alcoholic who lives in the staircase and shouts at you about, <laughs> about the fucking Politburo. <laughs> <laughs> Go see Milo's Edinburgh show, <laughs> where Please he talks do. about his staircase alcoholic when he lived in Moscow. But yeah, also, if we add this together with the Amazon thing, it's like, okay, cool, we also have a secret police, a Gestapo, everyone has to live and work in dorms, and then everyone live in dorms, and then w- work in like a WeWork, and it all seems as though it's based on the logic of nothing because they're just able to be like yeah we lost billions and billions of dollars we're still in charge of all the housing it's literally (laughs) getting more soviet by the day yeah but on the plus side the soviet union did not have a computer that could detect when you were afraid they had to rely on people for that which At at least in the soviet union you got given a house tech is like i swear like the tech industry is just like golf like, they just always, you know, like, they go play golf, like, they go, they start a company that's, like, some dumb idea, like, it costs a lot of money to go and do it, but they all go and do it with their friends, they have a fun time, they lose the game of golf, but then they all end up getting into another game of golf next week with a different stupid idea that costs a different load of money to be a member of a different course, and it just goes round and round, because they're like, oh, what a fun game of golf we're all having with these companies that will, like, never Plus. produce anything of any use, but, you know, fuck it. Plus, <laughs> both killing the planet. So that's mm. cool too. That is good. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna ra- I'm gonna round us I'm gonna round us out here. Um, they we have a t- approximately 1,000 engineers, product designers, and machine learning scientists that are dedicated <laughs> to building, integrating, and automating the complex systems we use to operate our business. They dedicated each- to dedicated to understanding your fear. <laughs> to, to like yeah, the, the, understanding how to use keys and locks to open and close the offices that you rent to like people who run their various juice startups and the locks break anyway and lock also, you out of your podcasting studio well, one thing one thing i can say about the, <laughs> well, one thing i can say about the, the, the we work in like brooklyn um is that it's like the most complicated building that i've been to and i can't describe it but all i can say is that like i went out to go like get some lunch uh, for outside of one building and I somehow ended up in another and then I was told that I couldn't get into that building unless I went outside of the building I was in and then use my car to go around the entrance of the other one to get to where I was and every floor looks exactly the same so I don't know what fucking engineer is working in this thing but like yeah oh geez I mean, they're not even like done well like whoever's like designing or doing products and stuff isn't even good at what they're doing Although, hold on, maybe they're very good at doing what is ultimately like a gerbil in a maze experiment. I mean, part of, yeah. That's what because the, yeah. what's to say, literally, hold on, here's literally a thing here. What's to say that a company could not 
go to WeWork and say, we're interested in seeing how people move through spaces. Can you please, can you just sell us the information, anonymized, of course, about how your employees, uh, people working at WeWorks move through spaces? Because it's a totally administered uh, area. There's literally nothing except the law, which we know is changeable and kind of optional for people like this anyway, that will lead them to like not just run experiments on people working in there all the time anyway. I love to work in the Stanford Prison Experiment. It's good to me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so all of these, those engineers, product designers, machine learning specialists that are putting Hussein in a rat maze, uh, actually, according to the <laughs> S1, uh, they work every day to support our community holistically, understand our members' personal and professional goals, program local experiences and events, recommend services, and make introductions among members who can help each other succeed. What about this is worth $47 billion? I have an idea. I have an idea. What it might be, right, is that, like, actually, WeWorks has tons of cameras everywhere. So they're, they're taking pictures of, like, they do. everyone's They fa- actually do. Right. They literally do. Right. They so, do have tons of cameras everywhere. And, here, and here's what I'm thinking. But they're taking pictures of everyone's, like, facial expressions and then building a giant database that they can then sell to Jeff Bezos mm. for his private collection on, on, ah, uh, so on, maybe on, that's what the, yeah. the, the, the cuss-up fruit is meant to, like, elicit surprised face in you. <laughs> right, 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 right. Jeff and, Bezos' and, and, general and, and, grievous, and Be- but instead of lightsabers, he collects human emotions. Right, and, and, <laughs> and, and, he, and he keeps all these pictures of, like, people's various human emotions on an island that he recently bought from a recently deceased man called Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, that's the thing, again, Hussein, you're doing a bit, but... Sure, why not? They literally have all this data. We know what happened the last time a company got tons and tons of data about people's social interactions. They made a cool is juice Facebook and Cambridge Analytica. WeWork is just that, but for people's physical bodies, their movement patterns, all of it. Yeah, it it's all just getting totally administered. Anyway, so it's all it's just fine. data. Ex- Jeff, it's all just digital exhaust. Jeff, Jeff Beatles actually has a giant book in his mansion called The Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, I mean, I have three more Three more, um, three more lines to go down. So this is uh, focusing on the experiences and events. Uh, the events are one of many ways in which we view space as a place to bring people together and build communities. <laughs> <laughs> That's what space is for. You can do all kinds of things in space. <laughs> so to be clear, the event stuff is just literally when they'll do like, I don't know, like a barbecue or something, right? Yes. That's part of what makes this worth $47 billion. And, and no, no, one, no one's thought have... of doing that before, ever. No. No, no, they invented why, the barbecue. They did. They invented the barbecue. They invented like friends and RAs. They invented doing things in a place with other people. Invented uh, walls. But, um, uh, each of our spaces is designed to make members feel welcome and at home and to encourage a sense of belonging. We believe that individuals are more productive when they are able to express their full and authentic selves. So we aspire to be as inclusive as possible. We're at their most. It's yeah. Good. Excellent. Be yours. Be yourself. So long as your what yourself involves is working for upwards of twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Be be yourself in the following ways: uh, happy, sad, surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. You know, they say that when you express fear, you work ten percent harder. Mm. Um, and that's why we've introduced these shock collars. <laughs> yeah. Um, we foster collaboration by providing Wait, design why is elements. Why doing the horny emotion? <laughs> <laughs> we foster collaboration by providing design elements such as exposed internal staircases, open floor plans, communal meeting rooms, and centrally located refreshments. They've invented people congregating in the kitchen at a party. <laughs> I exposed love centrally located refreshments. Exposed internal staircases, an important preserved habitat for the Russian staircase alcoholic. 
<laughs> like, think about that though we believe that individuals are more productive when they're able to express their full and authentic selves but what they mean by their full and authentic selves is what like a relaxed dress code and some exposed brick it just seems to be like the 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 particular aesthetic of a cool person in brooklyn in 2009 seems to have been made the universal one for the entirety of the human race this is also like all something that like charles manson could have written (laughs) (laughs) love to join the family no the problem is work though isn't it like obviously they're not gonna uh, become situationists and abolish that but at the same time, who experiences like their their full personality when they're still fucking at the office? Well, that's just the problem with this approach to that's why where, where you can kind of they show their ass, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like you're going to express your full and authentic self to the extent that your full and authentic self is like a number of aesthetic choices. Yeah, you can you can it's like it's like a Fortnite skin. It's like that, but for the office. Just doing a floss dance for 17 hours Mm. a day. I love spreadsheets, and I don't care who knows it, because it's a guy born in January thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and so, so like, there's nothing about what you're doing, why you're doing it, who you're doing it for, or who benefits, crucially, that gets to go into what your full and authentic self is. (laughs) And so it's it's that... You and 10 other programmers doing the same thing for the same reason, because you get to wear different shirts, all of your, it, it's, you're not even being ex- exploited at all. You actually love it. You know you what it is? You get to wear different shirts. You know what it is? It's the teen sort of naughties t-shirt where uh, you laugh because I'm different, but I laugh because you're all the same. So I've got the last. Hang on, WeWork is the Joker. <laughs> you know how I got Joker. this space? <laughs> Angel so, investors. Uh, I have the last the the last line. I'm going to read from this here right now. I mean, look. Before I do that, also, like, there are a million angles to come at this from, right? Like, we spent also we didn't, like my sex life. <laughs> we didn't spend a lot on what I think is probably the more important one, which is that we're like. Again, I don't know. We might wake up in a recession tomorrow or by the time this is out or by the end of the week or whatever, but it's probably coming. Um, Again, like my sex life. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, the fact is, like, the economy is only sort of lurching forward because we keep on, like, doing a fucking adrenaline shot of cheap credit into all of these gigantic loss-making tech companies so they're able to subsidize the dumbest shit like Uber and and WeWork and whatever. It's just... It is massive subsidies to keep the economy chugging along. Just instead of coming from the government, they're coming from the holders of capital like Andreessen Horowitz. So Listen, Riley, this is very con- sound logic, right? You know, you're just doing coke and you'll never have a hangover if you just keep doing more coke. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, if we want to look at what a, what, an, what a command economy looks like when it's not even notionally democratically controlled increasingly we're living in one anyway i want to go to the um the low the the bottom the final the final line uh which is all of our spaces follow global design guidelines but reflect freedom of expression at a local level as part of our global local playbook so don't worry you're still free to express (laughs) yourself so long as you limit your expression to what kind of vase is in the front or what the (laughs) cucumbers spell out yeah i can i can slightly rearrange my staircase yeah, they follow global design guidelines, and they're not building buildings that are like just going to collapse because they're not built according to any architectural principles. <laughs> yeah, gu- guideline number one: have walls. Yeah, we're complying with the laws of physics. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Anyway, 
Um, I think that's gonna be that's gonna be all for us today. Um, sorry to bum you all out again. I know I certainly bummed myself out. Um, but it falls only for me to thank Here everybody Street, involved. You're always bumming ourselves. <laughs> Don't do it, Alice. Do not. <sighs> Fine. I'm saving it for the premium episode, though. <laughs> that's the cold open for the premium episode. <laughs> uh. And I think, uh, Milo, we plugged your show at the beginning, but here's another reminder. Go see it. Also, yeah. we've got the Patreon. Five bucks a month. You know the deal. Uh, you get a second episode every week. And we still have ML shirts left. We have basically no smalls. We have literally <laughs> no extra smalls or XLs. So if you are an ML <laughs> or a 2XL. So if you're a 2XL or an ML, then order some of our shirts. They are very, very cool. All right, everybody. 2XLs are double, double, extremely Leninist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm turning off the call now. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. Bye.